0: This is Resonance 104.4 FM, flippin' marvellous. Ah, yes. Uh, Tis I, Nicholas of Hennigan, once more coming to you with Literary London, another slice of, well, you know, literature and London. Um, uh, Also, of course, on bohemianbritain.com, you can have a look at us there, the world's second most popular podcast to follow. It always makes me laugh when I I mention that because, you know, does it mean you've got a bigger, you know, tin of beans because the Bohemian, you know, the number two. Number one's in New York, but let's forget all that. And actually, I am rather marvellously, as you can probably tell, No swans this time. No, not Stratford-upon-Avon. I'm actually in Fitzrovia, back home almost. And as is often the case, I'm sort of downstairs. I'm in a hole in Fitzrovia. And it's a very famous hole that I've sort of known off for years and years and years and years. And then sort of hasn't hasn't been doing anything other than being a hole for a long time. And now it's reopening again. Um, And to tell you all about what is the Soho Poly. Yes, I know you've heard of that as well. I've grabbed hold of Brett. Hiya, Brett.
1: Hiya. And you met us
0: at the doorway at the, in the lights. I did indeed. So just tell us a bit about yourself and then and then what this is. Of course, yeah. So uh,
2: my name's Brett Fegan. I work for the University of Westminster and uh, the development team here. And my role is particularly trying to get that uh, funding for projects for the university to be able to explore. And Soho Poly is one of our priority projects at the moment. Um, so it's an iconic venue. It is one of the first fringe theatres in London, uh, developed in the 70s and 80s, um, which fell into disrepute and um, into ruin. And it's been renovated in the last ten years, bit by bit. And now the university has put up the funding for it to be able to be properly, um, properly changed again. And now we're just trying to get the last funding over the line for
0: it. Because it's not a massive building, is it? But it's three. Is it three stories? How, how, how is it going to work? I don't know how. I'm not really good at how many feet and inches this is. But it's quite. It's no. quite intimate. Yeah. But oh no, it is. That's. A, it's a proper
2: hole in the wall. So we're down here in the basement, and what we're going to hopefully do is explore up into the ground floor the space right above our heads and turn that into an exhibition space for fine art for photography um, for any student or local community
0: groups to be able to use and what so what was the history back I mean Soho uh, poly 50 50th anniversary so was it was it it's always been part of the university and did some lecturer a few years ago think oh know let's put on a play how did it work oh
2: <laughs> tough to say tough to say um <laughs> no basically yeah 50 years ago uh, the space was used as a theater and music venue um, for the students uh um, Here and it was also used by the Soho uh, Theatre Group, which have now moved out, um, gone to Dean Street, set up and expanded uh, brilliantly into the Soho Theatre, which many people know today. Um, However, the place ended up getting used as uh, classrooms, things like that. It, it, uh, over 20 years, yes, it was it was kind of at the very top end of its fringe theatre or a lunchtime theatre where local people could come in for a lunchtime and just watch an hour's play or an hour's performance um, and then be able to head back to work again and we want to renovate that, we want to bring that that magic back again. Um, so yeah, 10 years ago it was rediscovered uh, by Matt Morrison, our um, lead academic here um, who's also a fantastic playwright um, and Guy Osborne as well um, who's kind of more on the music side of things and those two wanted to bring back the magic of the space and to be able to um, and to be able to allow the students and the local community to be able to use it for what it was always built to do which is be a bohemian uh, fringe theatre which is accessible for all.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it, it does, I love the quote, was a quote over there on the wall from David Edgar that says, the Soho Poly was the equivalent of Shakespeare's Rose Theatre for the alternative theatre movement. That's quite a claim, but it feels right. So, I mean, I, I never actually came here having said that <laughs> in the 70s, I'm far too young. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, it was a name that everyone kind of knew. And you, I mean, there's some fantastic alumni have come from here, isn't it? People have, some very famous people cut their teeth in here. Exceptional. I mean,
2: we're talking Bob Hoskins, um, Simon Callow has performed in the space as well uh you know names that uh, i mean um there are so many that i barely even think of that on my head but also lots of of the creatives behind those performances as well a uh, lot of playwrights have as you said been able to kind of cut their teeth and have moved on to bigger and better things but they started off here and uh, especially a lot of students of the space only just the other day we had john ronson um the uh, gonzo journalist and author broadcaster um and he was just in the space the other day explaining about his experience of of being down here and remembering the space as a, as a Westminster alum so even if they didn't perform here many people who attended Westminster got to enjoy the performances here um, so it is very iconic for lots of people
0: around the space. Yes I remember the, the, the idea of the pie and a but it wasn't quite a pie and a pint yeah, but the lunchtime theatre. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: And so what, what stage are you at now? So we've, the
2: university has, as I said, put up the majority of the costs, but we've got a shortfall of around thirty to £40,000 left to find. Um, and once that funding is through the door, we can get the developers in, we can get all the bricks and mortar moved around and make this place accessible. That's what we want to do. We want to be able to allow the entire community in to be able to uh, run outreach programmes with local community groups, um, collaborate with. All sorts of different um, partnerships and corporates, and anybody who wishes to use the space, allow it to become a Fitzrovian asset in this area um, of London again. And I think um, once that funding's through, I think it'll take around six months to a year. So we're hoping to open, obviously, at the latter end of this year, towards the start of next year, um, and be able to welcome uh, London back into the space again.
0: It's a funny space, isn't it, Victor- uh, Fitzrovia? Because we—I mean, I wrote the London literary pub crawl that goes out every week, and it's, it starts in Fitzrovia and ends in Soho. And it, it always struck me—we're in W one, arguably the artistic centre of the world. Sorry, New York. <laughs> uh, uh, but there's, there's always been this kind of villagey feel for Fitzrovia. I don't know if you get that as well because you're working here. It's, it's quite unique. It is. It's
2: strange. I mean, whenever we put out any promotions about the Soho Poly, what we always say is this corner of London. And it does. It feels like a corner. It feels like a almost a hidden area. You know, it's very famous. We've got the branding, obviously, of Soho. And many people always, uh, you know, identify with Soho, with Bohemian and um, that kind of like creative asset. And... I think, you know, with Marylebone is a completely different idea. But Fitzrovia kind of straddles that. It has a really strange, creative, vibrant feel to it. Um, And with the BBC just around the corner as well, there's so much heritage and arts history around this area that I think... It would become such an important space for the local residents and community to be able to explore and, and use for their own their own purposes, yeah.
0: And as a space, I mean, presumably you wouldn't get, or what would the capacity be roughly down here? I
2: mean, I, I, I genuinely, I would say maybe 50 to 100. It is very small. Um, but ultimately, we want to keep it that way. I mean, we want it to be intimate theatre, intimate music, um, intimate spoken word. All of these things are what makes it magical. Um, and as you said, many people walk past the front doors and never even knew this was here. Um, which is kind of how we'd like to keep it for a certain in a certain way. We don't want it to be too hidden, but we also don't want it to lose its magic. So.
0: And I love the fact that you were saying that it was actually one of the lecturers or is he here, the chap who discovered it again? Yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there's a fantastic
2: image just behind me of him discovering it. And I mean, the walls are flaking. We've got mould running up and down the up and down the kind of well, it was white walls. Um, and yeah, it was just used as a storeroom, as a, as a chucking place where people could just put, um, put cupboards and boards and filing cabinets and everything. And it was his vision from the very beginning to the very end to bring this back to what it was always meant to be, um, which is an arts and music venue.
0: We must have a chat. Where is he? I'm going to try and track him down. Oh, let's find him, shall let's we? Find let's him. find yeah. him, yeah. Hey, you got nice sandwiches as well. God, look at them sandwiches. Caw, blimey, hey. It always, tells, it always takes a good arts event when the sandwiches are on. Yeah. Hello, Nick. Nick Hannigan, nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Um, this is Residence 104.4 FM, also Bohemian Britain. Thank you very much, what a great story, just tell us, you, so you're the man, you're the man, you rediscovered this, you, you, the, the, the legend that is Soho Poly, and i was saying actually, I've not been here myself, but we knew about it, it was, it was the, I love that quote from David Edgar about the oh, Soho yes. Poly being the equivalent of Shakespeare's Rose for the alternative theatre movement, so just tell us a bit about yourself and, and how your involvement with in this place came about.
3: Yeah, well actually I was writing um, a book about the history of Soho Theatre, and um, Soho Theatre now on Dean Street was resident down here for about 20 years, from 1972 to 1990. And then they moved out. So the name Soho Poly comes from Soho Theatre and the Polytechnic of Central London. That's how the venue was formed in 1972. 1990, Soho Theatre moved out and the space was just sort of left to, um, was abandoned really. And I rediscovered it, if you like, in 2012 when I was working on a book. And I knew the space was down here somewhere, found an old padlock door, got it unlocked. Wow. Yeah, and found this sort of junk room. It had basically been turned back into a just old filing cabinets, university storeroom. But we thought,
0: you know, it could be a venue once again. Your creative Valley of the Kings moment. Hey, King Tut. Well, something like that, anyway. And, and, so, and you're, you write yourself then, obviously. You're a playwright, and then you're working at the university.
3: Yeah, that's right. I started as an actor, moved into playwriting, and now I run the creative writing courses at the University of Westminster. So I've got this sort of theatrical background um, and over the last ten years, we've really been trying to bring it to revive this space, so it can be a pop-up theatre, also music venue again, exhibitions, other sort of community workshops. Um, I thought it would take a bit less than ten years, but we're. <laughs> <laughs> we're we, yeah, we,
0: I mean, we started pub theatre in Birmingham a few years ago, uh, and in fact, we're actually looking at doing a fringe theatre in near Soho, actually. <laughs> so we'll have to chat about that. And yeah. what? So what? What? Um, in terms of the plays that you've done and the, and the books that you've done, what about yourself personally? Um, well, I'm always
3: yes working on um, working on new plays and, and I say running the creative writing department. But I must say, for the last few years, it's really felt that my life has been down in this little basement, turning it back into into the arts and arts
0: venue. Someone was saying actually you've been sort of painting the walls yourself and stuff.
3: Yeah literally and in fact the original artistic director of the the Soho Theatre, Fred Proud, um, he helped me paint the walls originally back in 2012. So there's photos of him in his shorts kind of repainting it (laughs) decades after he first first found it. And it was, um, before it was a theatre, it was um, an underground garage. One of the things you can see is um, the old hydraulic lift shaft that used to bring cars down into the basement to be fixed up.
0: Oh, wow, I wondered what that was. Yes, yeah, you can see there, isn't it? It's still there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, oh, so all
3: sorts of people were involved in the space, um, and we have been meeting them as part of a National Lottery Heritage Project that we're running. So um, Hanif Qureshi had plays down here, Simon Callow was an actor down here, Carol Churchill had an early play down here. So that was all when the Soho Theatre was the resident company. Um, so it's got a wonderful history and we're bringing it into the future, you know, with a new direction, but that is, you know, pays homage to that to that early, early history as well.
0: Yeah, and it's quite important, isn't it? Because as you say, it wasn't just the performers, it was the writers as well. And if you're a creative, well, you you know, you're a creative, it's kind of difficult if you haven't got anything to do with what you're creating, if that makes sense, perhaps. Yeah.
3: I think that's right. I think my my interest and background in playwriting and theater is what's kept me sort of passionate about it. And the important thing for the future is that it was a lunchtime theater originally, and that was about making the theater more democratically accessible. And what we want to do is reimagine that for now. Obviously no one has lunchtimes in the same way anymore, but people do have different shift patterns. There's people who work in the gig economy and so on. And and where's the artistic provision for, for them? So we want to find spots in the day where we can have pop-up concerts, little short plays, exhibitions that people can see not not all evening-based, spread across the day. And our fundamental belief is that if you disrupt your everyday with arts and culture, then your life is enriched so we want to provide that opportunity for people
0: that's a great quote actually i've seen it on the walls as well There's little things about was it um yes disrupt your day with arts exactly exactly how's the how's the in the day job how's the great the writing course going how's the creative writing going yeah
3: that's going really well it's quite established now at westminster the creative writing degrees um and we get some amazing students coming through and a lot of them are beginning to um, Beginning to get, you know, publications, you know, their novels and plays and poems, you know, produced and published. So every year we get this little trickle of emails from people who've, um, you know, got really great stories about how their
0: writing's taken off. So that's very, that's very satisfying. Yeah. and How, how did you get through the, the lockdown? How was that for you?
3: Well, it, I mean, it was sort of awful, as it was for everyone. But we did actually try and be creatively, sort of active. We didn't just go to ground, and we did some Soho Poly stuff as well. We produced a play online. Um, you know, with people filming, the actors filming themselves on mobile phones and and all this crazy stuff, and then edited together. So we carried on doing things as best we could. We ran some lovely um, memoir writing workshops with Open Age, charity Open Age. That was a big, big project that we did as a Soho Poly. Um, So we we kept going, and we didn't give up. And now here we are back, you know, in person doing stuff, which is where we want to be.
0: Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I mean, I was saying earlier, in a sense, Victoria has this kind of... It's said we did the London Literary Pop Crawl that goes out every week, you know, and, and there's tourists and Londoners and they tend to... It starts in Victoria and ends in Solo. But there's this very much... It does feel like a village. It's not just me, is it? Victoria's got this slightly villagey feel.
3: I think that's right. And so many people have come and visited us here in the last couple of weeks and said, you know, we've got these networks, we love working with other companies in the area, you know, it's got this amazing history and come be involved in that. So we feel like we're... Yeah, we are in a community and um, we have loads of potential for working with other people, residents and other businesses and all sorts.
0: And what's the best way, I mean, you're still at the development stage, you're still trying to raise funds, presumably to get the last bit of money in place. If anyone wants to get in touch or get involved, how should they do that at the moment? Um,
3: Yes, so you can get in touch with me, I'm Matt Morrison, and you find my details on the University of uh, Westminster's website, or if you Google Soho Poly University of Westminster, you'll find um, various links to the restoration project. Um, So yeah bit of chasing down on google and you'll you'll find us we'll have a, a sparkly website soon enough but yeah. at the moment
0: yes, we're more gorilla than that <laughs> yeah he's still too busy painting the walls exactly and have you got anything personally uh, upcoming coming up in terms of new work um, i'm working on things at the
3: moment yes i'm hoping to go on a nice um writing playwriting retreat in a, uh, a couple of months and that's when i'll i'll get down to some of my own writing but for now it's very much on yeah. the coal face here
0: which retreat just out of interest because uh, we have a lot of writers listening to this This one's up in the Arctic. Wow, I didn't see that one coming. It's it's not some hot villa somewhere. No, sadly not. This
3: is not local. This is up in up in the far north, so um, proper isolation.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I'll, I'll let you get back to your painting. Now you've stopped today. You can have a cup of tea and a sandwich. Very nice sandwiches, by the way. Oh, I'm glad Glad to hear it. Oh, I'm very impressed with that. I am like a good bit of catering. Thank you very much. A good luck with it. And I'm sure Pleasure. we'll speak again soon. Um, right, I'm Nick Hennigan. This is Resident 104.4 FM. Flipping marvellous. Also on BohemianBritain.com. Uh, we're at the launch of Soho Poly or the relaunch of Soho Poly, 50 years, the 50th anniversary um, of the Soho Poly. And uh, we're having a little chat and Richard's here. Richard, actor. Who Hello, Richard, right? actor. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad, young Nick. Actor, you've never said anything so nice to me before in your life. I know, you're very good. And then it's just we're on air. So I've got to be nice, haven't I? You know, Fair enough, yeah. it's, it's the whip and the change comes later the hair shirt I should say we're in Soho be careful I just love it when you talk dirty <laughs> yeah. and how's the because how's the, you've been running the London Literary Pub Crawl which is very close to my heart mm-hmm. how, and that's how's that sort of going that seems to be picking up a little bit now I mean I know because I see the bookings coming in how have you found how have you found the people on it post lockdown um, generally speaking really really pleased to be doing anything, um, obviously the tourists are starting to come back and they're very happy to be able to come abroad uh, but whoever comes along it's just this, this amazing feeling of relief that we're getting somewhere back to being normal again and you can go out you can have fun you can do what Soho and Fitzrovia do best really. But there you go. And, you've, and how, have you, how are you finding the town as it were? Oh you've got to do an announcement?
3: Uh, yeah, I was going to do a quick announcement, and then we're going to have a little bit of music to close out the afternoons.
0: So. Perfect. Do an announcement. I'm going to record it through here. Let's say you found, you found, you're, you're happy. I'm delirious. Good, I'll, I'll get this announcement. <laughs> oh, no, that's actually the only slide problem. I don't know if you've noticed, Richard no actually. There's okay, no wine.
3: Um, <laughs> good afternoon. Sorry to interrupt your conversations. Just to say um, that in a minute, I'm going to dim the lights oh actually um, jordan could you um turn that video off or someone turn yeah thank you um yes uh, we're going to close out with some music we
0: have
3: um <laughs> they're, they're unstoppable in the background there they're. jules could you um, <laughs> turn that off um, yes we're going to have um some music i wanted to say thank you for coming and um for hearing about the story. We'll still be here for a few minutes afterwards, so um, do please come and grab any of us if you want to hear more about how we've got um, to this point after sort of 10 years of work, really. It's been a long haul. Um, But I won't say anything more at the moment except to um, introduce you to our fantastic um, singer-performer this afternoon, so thanks very much.
1: Thank you. Um, welcome, everyone. This is the last set of today. I will play two songs. songs. Both of them are my songs. Both of them are in English. The first song is about marriage. Um, obviously, I'm not married, so I don't know how authentic I can be with this song, but it's called As Long As I'm Free, I Am Happy.
0: Lovely, wasn't it? What a brilliant way to finish off. So, yes, that was um, a little bit of music. Uh, live, literally live, <laughs> from the new Soho Poly, which is on, I'm outside now, as you can see, probably hear from the wind again. It's my wind, Doctor, uh, Riding House Street. Um, it's the 50th anniversary, oh, sorry, a bit, a bit, a bit blowing, uh, of blurry uh, of the place being rediscovered again. I love the fact that the senior lecturer there, uh, the senior academic playwright who runs the creative writing course, Matt, um, ended up painting the walls himself there's something very very kind of organic about that isn't there <laughs> yes i love it um, so that's all we've got time for this time as always if you'd like to get in touch probably the easiest way is uh via email radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk um, that's uh, i'm on twitter as well but it's a bit of a mouthful at nick Hennigan. i think we're also at lit pub radio I should check that out, shouldn't I? Probably easiest to email, yes? Yes. Radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk Also, don't forget, if you've got a favourite poem, I've been talking to numerous people, and in fact it was a show I was going to do last week uh, for World Poetry Day, Um, and so many people have been in touch, I'm going to sort of divide it into two. So if you have got a favourite poem, anything that makes you feel good, or a story anything that makes you feel good, then uh, do please let me know again at uh, radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk. It can be, well, any poem about anything, really, or to do with anyone. Uh, just something that, you know, perhaps is a bit special to you. Or if you'd like, you can even dedicate it. Yeah, like proper radio. Yes, made not off. All right, not off. Yes, you can uh, de- dedicate a poem to a particular person um, if you know there's a reason <clears throat> that it's special for them. Um, and it's quite nice. And uh, we're going to put them all together and put them out in a couple of programmes. Uh, over the next uh, few weeks uh, what else could I tell you about oh we had all the Irish stuff didn't we've we had the Irish playwrights as well thank you for your feedback on that um, and uh, if uh, if you have a book yourself uh, I've been sent a couple of books this week from local writers which is fantastic so uh, we'll uh, get in touch as well because we're going to have a chat about maybe um, you know working with local publishers and uh, local writers I should say not publishers we we'll are be as well if you're a local publisher get in touch i've got the maverick theater book about to come out <laughs> 30 years it turns out It's be 30 years 30 years i tell you since i wrote my version of henry v called henry v line of england shakespeare's henry v um so we're gonna have a few events as well i'm thinking of having a party one in london and one in birmingham hmm? so yeah fancy that anyway not to worry. Keep in touch. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your company. Uh, uh, as I say, radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk is the best way to get in touch. Thanks again to Soho Polly uh, on Riding House Street in W1. Uh, we'll keep you informed with what's going to happen there, and uh, any advances, and uh, you know when when they're ready to open, or if you'd like to get involved as artists yourself. Um that's about it for me. Again, thanks for your company. I'm Nick Hennigan uh, on uh, uh, bohemianbritain.com of course, the new the new the new uh, website and mainly for your love joy and felicitation on residence 104.4 FM.